Greetings and welcome to another episode of Dr. Essie Speaks Education Podcast Show. I am Dr. Essie McCoy, your award-winning podcast host. Furthermore, I am an award-winning educator, motivational speaker, seven times Amazon best-selling author, international best-selling author, magazine contributor, and coach. Also, I am the president, CEO, and founder of my own educational consulting company, Dr. Essie Speaks LLC. I assist you in elevating your leadership skills so that you can turn your challenges into opportunities, failures into successes, ensure that responsibilities are fulfilled and enhance your capacity to lead. Today's show is with a passionate and knowledgeable professor who is making a significant difference and impacting the lives of others. My special guest is Dr. Kristen O'Brien. Let me share a little bit more about her journey. Dr. Kristen O'Brien is an assistant professor and the program advancement liaison of special education at George Mason University. She teaches graduate and undergraduate students who are seeking degrees and teacher licensure in special education. Dr. O'Brien also oversees the clinical practice and school university partnerships with the special education programs. Her research interests are around practice-based teacher preparation and field experiences for special education teacher candidates, as well as special education teachers' working conditions. Prior to her work in higher education, Dr. O'Brien taught in a fully inclusive elementary school for five years. I had the opportunity to work for and with Dr. O'Brien, and I can tell you, when they say a person knows their stuff, she knows her stuff as they would say. I'm gonna take a quick commercial break. And when I come back, I'll give my guest, Dr. O'Brien, an opportunity to share with our listening audience. As always, remember to check out my website at www.dressespeaks.com where you can find all my books about school transformation, school leadership, and so much more. In addition, you can check out my latest Amazon and international best-selling book, just a reminder to get ready for my upcoming release of Unshakable Faith, June 23rd. I'll be right back. Hey, what's up, fellas? If you're looking for healthy, thought-provoking conversations on a variety of topics dealing with life issues, be a transparent, open dialogue for men who need a dose of honest, engaging, and heartfelt discussions. Tune in to Inside the Armor, airing Mondays at 8 a.m. Hosted by Joe, Russ, and yours truly, Boom. We would love to have you vibe with us as we talk about our trials and our triumphs, our messes and our successes. Join us for Inside the Armor, Mondays at 8 a.m. Iron Sharpening Iron, one podcast at a time. Greetings. This is Dr. Essie McCoy, your podcast host of Dr. Essie Speaks Education. I am elated to bring you a weekly show where I discuss everything about education. That's right. What you want to know, what you don't know, and what you need to know will be aired each Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Get ready, mark your calendars, and tune in to this show as we keep the pulse on education from an award-winning educator. 
Remember, once again, to tune in every Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Welcome back to Dr. Essie Speaks Education, your award-winning podcast host, Dr. Essie McCoy. Again, my special guest is Dr. Kristen O'Brien. Not only is she making a tremendous difference, she is also a well-respected professional. I know my listeners will benefit greatly from our conversation today. Dr. O'Brien, welcome to my show. Thanks for being my special guest and tell us, how are you doing? Hi, Dr. McCoy. Thank you so much for having me here today. First of all, it is an honor and a joy to be talking to you and all of your wonderful listeners and sharing just a little bit about my part in the field of education. So thank you so much for having me here. Indeed, you are just so knowledgeable. I enjoyed working with you, for you, and I can tell you that was a very positive, pleasant experience. So tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and some of the projects and things you've been involved in lately. Fantastic. Thank you. Yes. So, um, you know, you gave me that great introduction. I so appreciate all the all the wonderful words. Um, You know, I I really did. I started my career in special education, uh, you know, as a special ed teacher, and I worked in a fully inclusive school. Um, I fell in love with teaching adults as well. So that's um, partially what 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 led me to going back to school for my doctorate and then taking a position in higher education and preparing future teachers. So uh, that's been keeping me quite busy lately and I love it. I am a teacher at heart. So my favorite part of my job is teaching. I get to teach in our undergraduate and graduate special education programs uh, for students who are working towards their bachelor's or master's in special ed, as well as those who are looking to become a teacher and get licensed in special education. So um, that's my favorite thing is getting to touch so many future teachers um, I'm also lucky. I feel like I, I landed my dream job. I, I also have um, an administrative par- part of my job where I work with building school partnerships with our local K-12 schools uh, around special education. And so we partner together with administrators and teachers and paraprofessionals and families um, all around supporting these teacher candidates who are working to become special ed teachers. And so uh, it is absolutely a team effort. I think everything in education is. And so I love that part of my job, getting to stay connected with schools and uh, work with teachers and, and prepare our future teachers together with them. So that's been exciting. Um, in addition to all of that, I have some other kind of administrative roles with recruiting for our programs and get, getting folks excited about being special ed teachers. Um, and then my research lately has focused on um, both the teacher preparation side of what I do in terms of field experiences and internships for teacher candidates, but also I've been doing some research lately on special education teachers working conditions and how we can really leverage those to support our teachers to ultimately support our students, right? If our teachers aren't able to fulfill their roles in the best way possible, then we're not going to have the best outcomes for our students. So really looking at how we can put those supportive conditions in place for our teachers and our students. Wow, is all I have to say. Mike, <laughs> doing so many wonderful things and you know, you're making a significant impact. I know that just as I said earlier, from having had the opportunity to work with you. And you know, your work is so important, but I just want to go back to something that you said. You are a teacher at heart. And I know from experience that you have to love special education in order to do what you do. 
And so your dream job in terms of the partnerships, congratulations. I know you are filled with excitement and you're going to continue to impact the lives of others. So thank you. So everyone is inspired by someone. Tell us about who inspired you. Yeah. So, you know, when I'm I'm thinking about this question, I have actually several people that come to mind. The first that came to my mind um, is actually my mom. She was the first special educator that I knew. She was a special ed teacher for many, many years. And then about halfway through her career, she switched to become an elementary school guidance counselor. And so growing up, I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. And so, um, you know, being in her classroom and, and seeing the students that she supported, um, really had an impact on me early on and really inspired me to want to go into the field of, of special education pretty much immediately from as, as long as I can remember. Um, once I got in the field, I was really inspired by my colleagues. I mentioned, I think everything we do in education and especially special education is a team effort. Um, and I was fortunate to work with some incredible colleagues. And the two that came to my mind were my co-teacher, Terry Jones, and the, my best friend actually taught next door to me. Um, and so Terry and Jamie were just really influential to my development as a teacher. Um, I learned so much from them. Um, you know, I think it goes both ways, right? We learn from each other and just the, the joy that we found in teaching and finding success for our students. So they, they really inspired me to just do everything I could every day to be the best teacher I could for my students. And I think the, those colleagues, um, Terry and Jamie, we really, um, we really felt uh, passionate about supporting all students, students with or without disabilities from diverse backgrounds. And we really worked hard every day to make, make sure every single student was supported. Um, now I'm constantly inspired by my colleagues as well. I, I, as I mentioned, I'm fortunate to work with a lot of different folks in the field of, of special education. My colleagues at Mason inspire me to, you know, um, be a better teacher educator and keep doing my research and all those wonderful things. Um, this The school partners I work with inspire me to keep doing what we're doing to really impact the lives of our students. So um, I, I really am fortunate that I feel like um, the colleagues you surround yourself with can be a great motivator to, to build each other up and to make each other the best that we can be in the field. You are exactly right. And, and you know, you said mothers, um, and I just have to say, you said your mother, but I'm thinking about mothers in general. You know, they have a great place um, in our hearts and in our lives, and they are our first teacher. And so definitely you emulated what you saw in your environment. And then your colleagues, anyone who's aspiring to do whatever you so desire, surround yourself by great people. And I know this to be true. SPED, special education, is a team effort. And be the best that you can possibly be at whatever you do. And so you talked earlier a little bit about going to college and you know, graduating from high school, going to college, and then making that transition. Um, your mother was your role model. So how do you really get started? Did you, you know, go to a college fair? How did you get started into this profession? Yeah, that, that's a really great question. So I think I was a, you know, one of those really fortunate people who, like I said, I, I knew since I can remember being four years old and making my little brother play school with me every day. <laughs> I was convinced I taught him how to read and I didn't actually, but uh, <laughs> um, I knew immediately that I wanted to be a teacher. And so I um, 
all through, all through high school, you know, the first kind of jobs that I held while I was in high school all had to do with kids in some way. I babysat, I tutored. Um, I think a really Im big impact on me was my mom and I uh, taught a Sunday school class together at our church. And um, we had a little boy with a disability. And he was my, my really first time that I got to work with a, a student with a disability. And I, I, I just was so drawn to him. I was so, you know, intrigued about how I could could help him and get to him and and support him in the best way. And so that really was the spark, I think, for me that solidified that um, not only did I want to teach, but I wanted to teach those students, uh, you know, who who have a variety of abilities and disabilities. So um, that really sparked my interest. But I think all of those. Um, experiences I had in high school really led me to the field, the passion for the field. Um, and so I, I did, I, I went to college from there and I, I found a really great program that allowed you to get your bachelor's and master's in five years. So I did my bachelor's in elementary ed and my master's in special ed. Um, and I, um, I actually got hired at the school where I did my internship. I had some, some great uh, relationships I formed there and really fell in love with it. So that's how I kind of got into teaching in general. And then the switch to higher education came to me kind of twofold. Um, the first was that I, every year that I was a teacher, I had an intern in my classroom. And so I, I got to mentor future teachers um, directly in my classroom. And that's where I fell in love with teaching my adults in my classroom as much as my, I was a kindergarten teacher at the time, my five-year-olds. So I really, um, really became passionate about that aspect of teaching. Um, and I was fortunate that I was still in the same town where I got my bachelor's and master's degrees. I had connection to professors there. And that's what led me to seek my doctorate. I um, ended up focusing my doctorate studies on supporting students with the most significant behavioral challenges. Um, so students with emotional and behavioral dis disabilities um, and really how, how we can, can target their needs. Um, so that's, you know, it's, it's funny to look back on your journey and see all the different pathways and where they take you, but um, that all came together and that's how I got to where I am today. And, you know, you said something that your journey, your journey is so similar to my journey. You know, you talked about playing school and being a Sunday school teacher. And as they say, you know, some people are born to be teachers. Some are made. I believe you were born and you gave back and you were gaining so much in the process. So tell us a little bit about that journey, some of the challenges that you faced and how did you overcome? Yeah, you know, I think um, at, at the different points in those turning, turning points in my career, I think I faced different challenges along the way, right? So uh, they always say your first year of teaching is tough and it sure was. I felt as prepared as I could be to go in, but it's all so new. So that was a a big challenge for me, learning how to have um, a work-life balance, I think is something I faced that first year of teaching. And I, I, I think I still face, <laughs> but, um, you know, really thinking about, I was so um, invested in my, my work as a teacher and my students. And so, you know, I think some of those challenge challenges were, you know, how to balance it all and how to be the best that I could be, um, but also have time for my family and friends and, and have some self-care along the way as well. Um, I think, um, you know, now my, my challenges really are, you know, how can, can I find the best way 
to, to be the best teacher educator I can be? How, how can I best prepare future special education teachers? And, you know, I say I, but again, I want to keep bringing it back to it really is such a team effort that um, it's really what can we all do collectively together to prepare teachers and have them be ready. You know, teachers do so much and especially special education teachers, you know, they need good teaching strategies. They need to know how to promote social emotional learning and behavioral challenges in the classroom and um, have a professional identity and know who they are and advocate for their needs and their students' needs. So um, I think those are some of the, I wouldn't say challenges, but more so big questions that I'm always kind of looking for answers to. How can we kind of get to that? And then of course, lately the, the pandemic has been an interesting challenge, right? Really finding innovation in my teaching in higher education while supporting teachers as they're innovating in their teaching um, and, and dealing with a lot. So um, those are some of the challenges I think I've faced along the way. Well, you know, you mentioned being a first year teacher and I can, oh my goodness, I can tell you a story about that, but I'll save it for later. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, first year teachers who just finished your first year, thank you for giving yourselves grace and just continue to give yourselves grace as you transition into your second year. And then also, you know, you strive to be your best. And that is the best way. Um, just always look forward to new opportunities. How can I get better at what I'm doing? And I hope that educators are reflecting as they get ready to transition into their summer break. Some of already in their summer breaks. But please think, reflect, and think about next year as you move forward. And so your greatest success that you've experienced thus far, share that with us, please. Absolutely. So, um, you know, when I think about my successes early in my teaching career as an as a you know elementary school special education teacher, it was those little things, right, that were my biggest successes. Um, I have a student that comes to mind, um, and he came to me with very little skills, had a lot of challenges. And, um, you know, came, was dealing with a lot in his home life, had some trauma in his background, and it took him so long just to learn the first letter in his name. And I will never forget the day that he recognized letter R, which is what his name started with. And that was, oh, that was just the best moment. Um, you know, for all students, success is going to look a little different. So for him, that was a huge success. And so when I think about great successes in my teacher career, I think of those little things that will forever be in my mind of, I will forever picture his little face finding that letter R for the first time. So I think those, those little aha moments that our students get, and I, I think that has continued for me today um, when I now teaching adults who are becoming teachers, um, my greatest success are when those light bulbs go off, when they make those connections and they have those aha moments. Um, I, I teach a course on uh, behavior management for future special education teachers and helping them to see that, you know, we teach behavior just like we teach reading or writing and how can we do that and um, shifting our thinking, right? And finding ways to advocate for their students. So I think when I think of my greatest successes, I, I think of my, my students, whether they are K-12 students or my adult learners, but I, I really think of their success as my success. Well, you know, you said it, those small successes create those big successes. And so mm -hmm. we have to appreciate those moments and those experiences all along the journey. And Dr. Essie Speaks Educational Consultant is all about sharing resources to help others achieve their goals. 
what overall advice, resources would you provide to others? And how do you think you're going to continue to help people in the future? Yeah, that's a great question. So I, I think, you know, you said it a, a minute ago when you were talking about teachers reflecting and, and growing. Um, I think the advice that I would give to, to all of our teachers out there or our teacher candidates who are becoming teachers, um, I think my best piece of advice is to stay committed to your professional growth. Um, we are never done learning. And I think that's why I love the field of education, right? There's always something new to learn, something new to teach. So staying committed to your professional growth, always looking for something new, um, keep adding those tools to your toolbox, um, advocating for what you need to do your job the best that you can do is a one way that you can really help support your students, right? You, you know, our teachers out there are, are experts and in order for them to use their expertise, they need the right resources in place. So knowing how to advocate for themselves and seeking those things out. Um, when I think of, you know, resources to support that professional growth, there are so many great things out there. Uh, I think of some of our leading organizations in the field of special education, Council for Exceptional Children comes to mind. Um, they have great publications that come out of the organization. Teaching Exceptional Children is a journal that produces incredible articles specifically for teachers on how to support students with disabilities. Uh, Beyond Behavior is a journal to support students with behavioral challenges. Um, I think of some uh, websites that come to mind. Um, uh, Vanderbilt has this great uh, Iris Center is called the website. They have incredible things you can just expand your learning or refresh on things you already know. Um, so just seeking out those resources that are that are quality, um, solid, you know, research-based uh, resources to help help you in your growth. Um, I would say for young people who are looking at potentially going into the field of, of education or special education, get those experiences, explore, ask questions, go, you know, get into schools when you can. I can tell you that in the field of education, there's so many opportunities to volunteer and help and support. So taking up those opportunities. Um, and I, I think the last piece of advice that comes to my mind is, um, you know, for anyone, whether you're in the field of education or not, um, really thinking about how we can create an inclusive environment for students and people with disabilities. Um, I think that, you know, if, if you're not familiar with the world of special education, that's okay. But, you know, just learning how little ways that you can support inclusion, you know, being respectful of people from all different backgrounds and all different ability levels, uh, creating an inclusive community where everyone belongs, right? And modeling for others how to treat people, how to, how to treat people who might have different abilities than you have um, and things like that. So I think there's so much that we can do, but uh, I guess out of all of that, my big takeaway, keep learning, keep growing and stay committed to that. Oh, wow. Your passion comes out. I tell you, not only <laughs> you have the professional knowledge, but you just have the commitment to really serving and giving back and making a difference. So thank you so very much. And I love what you said, staying committed to your professional growth. You know, sometimes people say, um, Dr. McCoy, you're still in the field of education. Yes, I'm going into my 33rd year and I'm looking to my 40th year. So, <laughs> done many different things. And that's what has really kept me in the field. And as I always say, love what you do and do what you love. And I'm doing exactly that. And so Dr. O'Brien, thank you so much. And tell us how can listeners get in contact with you because you are a walking wealth of knowledge. Tell us how we can get in contact with you. 
Absolutely. So I think the best way to get in contact with me would be my email. And so you can find that on the George Mason University website, or I can give it to the listeners now. It's K-M-E-R-R-I-L-2 at gmu.edu. Please reach out. I love to make connections and answer questions. And uh, thank you to the listeners for, for joining in today. And thank you. And listeners, please get in contact with her. Anything that you want to know, especially in the field of special education, this is your guru. And, you know, she loves what she's doing. I loved, I enjoyed working with you. And I just say Mason pride. And so Dr. O'Brien, thank you so much for being my special guest today to share with the listeners. Continue doing the phenomenal things that you're doing and may God continue to bless you in making an impact. Thank you, Dr. McCoy. The same to you. I appreciate it. Thank you. And as I always say, education is hard work, but it is also heart work. Thanks for listening. And remember to visit my website at www.drsespeaks.com, where you can find all the links to my podcast, my social media platforms, books, and so much more. Remember to get your copy of Empowered to Win, an international bestseller. Be on the lookout for my new release, June 23rd. Join me each Sunday at 5.30 p.m. for Dr. Essie Speaks Education. Until then, be safe, be blessed, and make a positive difference in the lives of others.